Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the podcaster. I'm not a star boy, and I guess I you could say I'm a starry-eyed boy, but I'm you know I'm a boy like whether there's stars, whether I can see the stars, and I'm looking for them in the sky or on the ground. I have that st- if that's what a starry-eyed look is, um, I probably should watch where I'm going. Because it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Thanks for making it possible, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake, uh, whether it's uh, thoughts you're thinking about, like uh, things on your mind from the past, the present, or the future, feelings that are coming up, emotions related to those thoughts or that are just there, you know, feelings, uh, feelings that are there, uh, anything physically sensations coming up for you if it's a change in your temperature your time your routine light you know life stuff road bumps hiccups holy cow i don't know if i've ever talked about hiccups before well i I mean i maybe say scoots that was uh, episode three episodes ago but i'll definitely talk about that tonight maybe let's talk about it now hiccups because you could say once again we're in uh we could do metaphoric, you could do real hiccups. That cat definitely could get in the way, whether it's you or somebody else. Uh, so hiccups, real actual hiccups could be keeping you awake. Figure Metaphorical hiccups. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know the difference. I'm not kidding. I'll just be perfectly honest. A little bit of a hiccup here. I don't know the difference between a figurative hiccup and a metaphorical hiccup. Uh, I mean, I guess in a simulean hiccup would be like a hiccup. Uh, which it's say, okay, what's the difference between those three? Like or as a hiccup, uh, as, as annoying as a hiccup. So I guess if you were annoyed about hiccups or so you found something else and like your sleeping partner. So we got a simile one, a simile one down because you could say your snoring partner or a partner just sleeping so soundly or, you know, the idea that someone's sleeping soundly where you're, when you're not understandably for us uh, listen, you know, that are listening to the show or making the show now, that could be as annoying as a day full of hiccups, uh, which I think is a simile. So we've proper, at least one down, I've properly used, uh, I would literally, I'm, <laughs> now we're getting to literally versus not literally, but uh, I may have to look up uh, figuratively. So in my misuse of words could be as annoying as annoying as a hiccup, uh, or, you know, an hour long session of hiccups. Uh, so we'll, hopefully we'll get back to that though. I could forget uh, because my mind is, uh, constantly hiccuping. Maybe it is. I don't know. That's a meta. That's an actually not a metaphor. It's a, see, I don't think that's an actual metaphor. That's a, that, or a metaphor. That's an actual portrayal of how your mind works. And I say, well, no, I'd say hiccups have a consistency to them that my mind does not, uh, or regularity, 
My mind is more like the the, the lulls in between the hiccup lull. There you go. Another met, There's another, uh, I said a metaphor, but uh, another imaginary autobiography. The lull, the hiccup lull, the lull, a lull in the hiccups. Hold on, I got to write this down. Okay, so, uh, but uh, what I meant was like, my my mind is like, where you're like, are they done? Are they going to start again? My mind is more the person waiting, the person trying to help the person with the hiccups or the person with the hiccups. But that's how my mind is all the time. Did this, did, did those thoughts go away? Nope, there they are again. There are those strong feelings. So whatever is keeping you awake, believe it or not, I'm here to take your mind off of it eventually or slowly and keep you company so that you could fall asleep. And the way I propose to do it is uh, I'm going to try to create a safe place here, a place that kind of feels relatively safe that you could look at, you could enter into, or it could be sent to you, or, you know, you could just barely partake in it. And I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, which means my voice is somewhat soothing, but not traditionally soothing. Uh, And pointless meanders and superfluous tangents, which we already went on, a few of those. A little hiccup. That's a hiccup. The pointless meanders with just a hiccup. Who has a hiccup, though? Uh... That that sounds like something judgmental. My internal nana would say, "Who has one hiccup?" Uh, and I'd say, "Well, that'd be a. Bl- I I think that's more of a. Bl- may I bless you with single hiccups for the rest of your days? Uh, that could be part of the book. A lull in my hiccup. A lull. I bless you with. Lull. May all of your hiccups be. Well, it wouldn't be a lull. Lulls are annoying because that means your hiccups coming back. They say. When did Scooter, like, uh, well, he, yeah, he tried to form his own belief system, but it was based around hiccups. Uh, and, yeah, he had that thing, instead of the road, road rising to meet you at your back or whatever and carrying your footsteps across the, the, the sandy beach, uh, he said, uh, may all your days, uh, you know, barely ever be punctuated by just, may all your hiccups be single. Except, you know, on Valentine, you know, except sometimes maybe if the hiccup gets lonely, maybe two, and that's it. Uh, I don't know. How do we get in? in I'm confounded by hiccups. Oh, because they say it's a hiccup. That's uh, like a, a pointless meander is kind of like a hiccup, and then I redirect and I go somewhere else. But it, I don't, I'm not kidding. I say, what, how did it talk? I, mean, I guess I'm in judgmental, I'm judging metaphors now. Because you say, who came up with that metaphor? Well, it's just a hiccup, just a hiccup. I never heard of that, but like other than the metaphorically, never heard, never seen anybody with just a hiccup because you wouldn't even, like you wouldn't notice. You'd say, well, was that some weird noise you just made? I don't know. Yeah, it kind of felt like a hiccup, but obviously, like, I, I guess this is a pointless meander, but it kind of feels like it has a point because it's, it's, is anybody nodding their heads while they drift off slowly and get so comfortable? It's only this, you know, I've lived my whole life and I never realized once again what another, I don't know if the great machine probably came up with that. They said that'll fool them. That'll keep them, keep them productive. A a metaphor about hiccups that really makes no sense. I mean, almost by definition, this is a man who doesn't know the meaning of figurative or how to properly use it, but uh, 
it can't, it's not a hiccup unless there's a second hiccup, right? I mean, I know they say hiccups. So the first one is a hiccup, but only if there's a second hiccup, right? Get the SATs on the line because if they want to stay relevant, they probably should get a hold of me. Uh, there's, you could laugh at that because I, my, I'm laughing inside and saying, well, that's ridiculous an idea. But, uh, here's another idea. SAT and ACT, once you get your acts together, I don't know what you've been, I don't know if you're competing companies or not. They say, oh, we're totally nonprofits. Uh, hardy har har. That scooter stuff, that was just a hiccup. Uh, but right, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm fixated on this because I said, wait a second, who's who are you trying to fool with your hiccup metaphor? And we, you, I, again, not to point it out, but we all know who the fool is here today, clearly. And no fool, and I'm here to help you fall asleep with my pointless meanders and superfluous tangents. But when you first get here and listen, the show is very different. So you could feel very strongly about this especially if you're some sort of wordsmith, but I don't know. I mean, why the heck could, could I'm not, I, I guess I'm just wondering, it can't be a hiccup. I mean, technically I'm sure you say, well, blah, blah, excuse me, uh, by the way, it's uh, the process of a hiccup is your diaphragmic, uh, um, you know, blah, blah. And I say, okay, great. Thanks anyway. But if you don't have a second one, it's just some weird noise. Uh, I mean, a single hiccup might actually be pleasurable, but it isn't, it's, it, 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 by def. I mean, I guess you got me. By definition, it's a hiccup, thanks. But actually in practical usage, if there's not a second one, it's just uh, like, like no one's going to notice. Seriously, like you might say, was that a hiccup? Uh, but then if you don't have a second one, you say, I don't know. Maybe I was like trying to hold in a sneeze or something out of my back end and that's what happened. I don't know. Okay, speaking of back ends, speaking of rear ends, uh, foolish rear ends. Uh, so if you're new, a couple things to know. If you don't, if you're feeling tentative or doubtful or slightly irritable, those are normal reactions to me in the podcast. Uh, because one, you've probably, you're having trouble sleeping. That's a tough place to be. Two, you've probably tried a bunch of other stuff. Three, maybe you heard a recommendation about this show from somebody and you had an expectation this was going to be a normal, reasonable show, and none of that happened, right? So totally, it's a natural reaction. In fact, at least a million people have said it took two or three tries to get used to the show before I became a regular listener. And only, like, not all those people are regular listeners their whole lives. Like, people come and go depending on what's going on in their life, uh... So give it a couple tries and see if it works. And the reasons are, one, this is a podcast you don't really listen to. Clearly, I'm not dealing like, uh, I'm dealing in half sensible ideas. You say he almost has a point, but he doesn't realize something he'll realize, you know, eight months from now. So uh, it, this podcast, you just kind of listen to it barely, but you can listen so if you can't fall asleep or you need a break during the day or you just have a lot going on, I'm here to keep you company like a friend in the deep, dark night and not to put you to sleep. You kind of just fall asleep on your own while I'm here keeping you company, taking your mind off stuff. So my job is less uh, to entertain you or to put you to sleep, but to barely do both. I barely entertain you and I kind of put you to sleep. 
because I'm my job's to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar bestie, your boar burr, your neighbor, your boar bud, your boar friend, and, and uh, keep you company. And I'll be here to the very end. So, like I said, if you can't sleep, I'm here. But you can also not listen, and I'll be here and tell you a story. So those are a couple of things that can throw new people off. The reason I make the show, I, I know what it feels like in the deep, dark night. I know what it feels like having trouble getting to sleep and trouble staying asleep. So I'm here to help with that. Uh, and uh, like the other side of it is you're important and your sleep is important. You deserve a good night's sleep and you deserve a bedtime you don't dread. And if I can provide that for you, that would be my honor because your world will be a better place. Your life will be more manageable if you start getting the rest you need and you deserve. I also have a list of other sleep podcasts at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. So if you've already discovered you don't like me or the show and you, or you've given it a few tries, you could check that list out because it, this show just doesn't work for everybody. But it does work for a lot of people that are looking for something a little bit different, a little bit more friendly. So do give it a few tries if you can. But you don't have to. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. What else? Uh, Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no Oh, structure of the show can throw people off. So let me tell you about that. There's a very specific way we structure the show for specific reasons. But you can kind of adjust how you listen from there. So the podcast uh, starts out with a greeting, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Then I say something silly or goofy so that you feel seen, you feel welcome, and you get the tone of the show. It's a little bit lighthearted. Then there's support, uh, sponsor support, uh, listener support. That's what enables us to keep the show coming out twice a week for free. Because that's just what makes that possible. Then there's support for listeners if you're having extra needs right now. And there's support for the communities around the show. So kind of like a a couple of different ways. uh, So you're supported, the communities we're in are supported, and the show's free whenever you want to listen. Then there's the intro, which is not part of the support. And the intro goes from around minute six, minute eight to like minute 20. And it's where I attempt to explain what the podcast is, and I go off topic, and then I try to get back on topic. It takes me like 12 to 20 minutes to do that, um, and I try to get, you know, get mixed up. I don't know my figurative from my, my asinine. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I guess if uh, I could be, you know, you know what I'm saying. And uh, that's part of the intro is to introduce the show to new listeners. But the reason I make a new intro every single episode and follows the same basic structure is uh, because the intro is a show within a show that not only explains what the podcast is, but gives you time to wind down or get ready for bed or to get comfortable. And while there is a percentage of people that fall asleep during the intro, and then there's a small percentage of people that skip the intro, for most listeners, it's either purposefully part of their wind-down routine or inadvertently part of the wind-down routine. So because everything I've tried, everything I've heard from listeners and from actual sleep science is that having a wind-down routine, having a twilight period between when you're awake and asleep, uh, a landing strip is what works. And so this intro kind of serves that purpose, but it's new every time so that whatever mechanism in our brain or our body or our feelings kind of keeps us up, it's... uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still like uh, doing a dance 
to distract that part of you. So you can fall asleep during any point, but uh, for the most part, it's like lowering slowly, you know, calming things down. So that's the intro. Then there's more sponsor and listener support between the intro and the story. Again, so the show can come out twice a week for free. And we have over 450 free episodes available for anybody to listen to anytime, anytime, any place, like any podcast app. And then there's a story. Tonight will be our episodically modular serialized series, Spice Friends. And if it's your first episode, I'm going to fill you in on all the details so you could be caught right up. Uh, and then there'll be some thank yous at the end of the show. So that's the structure of the show. That's why I make the show. And, you know, whether you're just having a hiccup in your sleep, like just a short-term thing, like you're expecting something or you're prepping for something, you're a student or something came up or, you know, you're trying to get better sleep habits or you just need something to listen to at bedtime. I'm here to help. I'm really glad you came by. I work really hard on the show. So do a lot of other people. A lot of people work really hard on this podcast. I couldn't do it without them and the people that support their work. but I also yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. So thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we're able to do this for you for free twice a week. All right, everybody. This is our episodically modular series, uh, Spice Friends, with a touch of seriality. A little bit more than a touch. But I, ca- I counteract the seriality by explaining and catching you up on the story here. So this is episode nine, but it could be perfect. I mean, like those space operas, you could say one through eight were the prequels. And if episode nine is your first episode, and then you could go back and listen to those ones in any order too, because I'm going to catch up, even if you're a completist. Uh, but the episodes are all still in the free feed. So if you did want to go back and listen to episode one, you could do that. But I think I'm going to give you enough information so that you can listen to it in an episodically modular way, which means whenever you want to in whatever order. So Spice Friends is a tale of a world just like ours. uh, At one point, it was just like ours. Then very similar, and you've seen this portrayed in popular media, like at some time when someone once said uranium, and uh, they said half-lifes, and they said, oh, we could use this for energy and stuff like that. And then they said, oh, we could also use it uh, on will-based systems, you know, about our wills and our egos. Uh, at the same time all that started happening, there was these large um, dinosaur-like beings that started walking around the Earth, particularly to cities. But they also had bad breath, and they would yell a lot, uh, and they get kind of seemed very chaotic, uh, and they'd step on stuff and stuff like that. Uh, not sleepy stuff, it just was going on. And obviously, if you live in a world like that, you want to sleep. You say, uh, elected officials, could you do something about these uh, giant things walking around? And, you know, back in the day, they tried stuff like lasers and uh, helicopters and all that kind of stuff. Didn't work, never worked, uh, and eventually what happened, they tried a bunch of different stuff, uh, including our the president of the United States at the time, President Smith, and President Smith's daughter was the vice president, Vice President Smith. President Smith tried uh, removing part of our uh, uh, continent that, to get rid of one, one of the big dino, uh forgot what it was called, uh, 
I don't know, I had a name in the first episode, but uh, that like that didn't work. Then President Smith tried becoming a big one, and that didn't work. Uh, but it did work to get all of the big ones at that time to a big atoll. And somehow during all this, there was another planet named Planet Zipper who said, hey, we got a plan. I don't know if the President Smith becoming a big one was part of that plan or not. I still haven't gotten that info. But they said, they did, it was revealed, they said, get them to that atoll, send a team of astronauts to our planet, we'll train them, but we'll also put your planet on hibernation. And because of, similar to Half-Life's, uh, when you're in hibernation, everybody's going to wake up at a different time based on size and metabolism, so the big ones will be sleep the longest. And that worked uh, over a history of uh, time. And at that time, you know, some global economic stuff happened. So President Smith, uh, well, President Smith, the original President Smith uh, dealt with stuff uh, and then went to uh, another realm. But Vice President Smith, uh, she left politics but returned to leadership during this new post-hibernation uh, um, world. And she was president of the Collective Nations for a time. She was president of the world, more or less. And or the world that was considered itself the collective nations. Not everybody, I know, like uh, we're just seeing it from that perspective. Then the President Smith was waiting for the astronauts to return. Only one astronaut returned. And the astronaut said, yes, train them Planet Zipper to uh, teach uh, healthy expression of feelings through song and dance will help deal with the big ones. And she said, I'm sorry, what? And he said, oh, yeah, that uh, that's what's going to help. Uh, it's got to be genuine, though. And they'd already started a series of programming, like from Planet Zipper's instructions. They had a studio. They had a team set aside. But she had thought, like, that was a supplemental thing, like to comfort children or something. There was actually a better plan, like lasers or serums or something. And the um, astronaut said, no, and they said, we got to trust that's going to work. And what they found out was that, yeah, it did work. It would create these other beings, spice friends, giant spice-based beings, like a giant cinnamon stick or garlic, whatever. And they were helping kind of counteract the, the uh, big ones, the, like uh, – you know, big furry one or beak bra- beak brain or moth breath. I don't know if there was, there wasn't one called beak brain. I, there should have been one, but there wasn't. I think there's beak fur face or something, beak fur fish or something. I, but so, the, but the spice friends and the big ones, they kind of would do dance offs and, and they were dealing with one another. But meanwhile, humans were still being humans as only we can be. And so, you know, not every nation was collected as a collective nation, and some had, you know, stronger personalities leading them, or groups of personalities, not just only single strong personalities. And they were trying to find ways, you know, to maintain their own, from things from their own viewpoint, let's just say that. And they didn't share the idea of the collective nations or that this was the best solution and some of that kind of uh, disagreement spilled over to the big ones, and, and it was hard to get get a solution that kept consistently working, even though they had all the pieces of the puzzle. 
they were people had other ideas of how how to deal with it. So it wasn't straightforward as like, okay, we'll do teach these kids song and dance and healthy expression of feelings. The Spice Friends will deal with the big ones. In another world, with uh, I, I don't know some other beings that might have worked, but we you know we're just human. We can't uh, going from A to B. No, no, thank you. That'd be way. You know, it's just not my style. The human said a human once. Uh, so. Uh, over the that's what, how there's been eight episodes because you say okay it would have been one or two episodes right you say cinnamon stick uh you know did some dancing got rid of moth breath problem solved let's move on to fur face or whatever you said beak breath or beak brain so there was a lot of different competing solutions most recently this idea is that if we gave everyone or we had these toys uh that were based on the Spice Friends, and we played with the toys, that that would help. And it kind of did seem to work to bring the Spice Friends and the uh, big ones into some sort of, uh, like, hypnotic parallel play. When parallel play is good, it's always hypnotic or meditative. uh, Might be a better word for it. But meanwhile, uh, you know, people were still trying to say, well, we're going to take over the collective nations. And this kind of took place over a little bit of time. So basically, where we are now, President Smith's no longer, there's no more collective nations. Uh, some of the nations, you know, they, you know, uh, alliances shifted. And also, President Smith and their, her idea, along with the Asher and I, it just lost its gloss. Uh, they lost control of the narrative in some sense. And the toy production kind of created, uh, like where everybody wanted the toys, it also changed. Toys became currency, just these Spice Friend toys. But they were also working at keeping the Spice Friends in parallel play. Now, also, what we hadn't heard until last episode was how what happened on Planet Zipper with the astronaut. And a lot was revealed there, which I can summarize. The astronaut went to Planet Zipper. Astronaut was superhuman. I mean, like, not a superhuman like, a, like a, I guess they're not superhuman. They were uh, super at making human uh, choices that uh, they did a super job at making mistakes like we all do. And that's something everybody should start saying. Super job, spilling that milk. Uh, way to be human. Let's clean it up. Uh, how come that doesn't happen? <laughs> it should. Hey, super job tripping. Let me help you up and uh, let's tie those shoes. So that's what I meant when I say super, a super job of being human. Because, uh, right, if you say, well, we're super friends, we're great at uh, getting in disagreements and then, you know, working them out. That's a tangent. So, oh, so the astronaut uh, got to Planet Zipper, realized that Planet Zipper is kind of like a a collective being that's dealing with individual, like a, that's struggling was once just a collective being in a series of collect planets of other collective beings, but also experiencing some budding off and then feelings about that. Uh, but also that this particular collective being uh, had lived on other planets, but the big ones had slowly um, made their planets move to another realm, uh, to a big, big farm planet or whatever you want to call it. And they were the last uh, being of their kind, even though they're dealing with this individualism 
and saying, how can we manage that? They said, well, we have to kind of, this is like, uh, we're the last planet of this particular species. And what are we going to do? They also really loved Earth. They loved like watching Earth, like not even in a, um, in a way you could interpret as not comfortable, but they didn't really, they're different than us. So they just liked, they really loved Earth. Uh, but in a way, the only uncomfortable way was like, they also realized they could project their feelings to Earth because as a collective being, their feelings are different than individuals and they can be really intense. And I think what we figured out is the big ones may be, the, the big ones have something to do with the feelings on planet Zipper. And so I think the way the last episode came back is that the, the astronaut just bolted out of there because it said, well, but you still have this plan to save Earth because you love Earth. But you also have ulterior motives because you're obsessed with Earth and you need to project your feelings onto Earth. So the big ones, so that the, like they think, I don't know, they're trying to figure out how to deal with their feelings preserve their way of life they just see things from their perspective understandable so the astronaut just left while there was like a big debate going on on planet zipper got back to earth didn't tell the president this until last episode but you know president smith she's a leader she's a hair i mean i'm not gonna mince my words she's the heroine we need maybe with the astronaut's help and uh so I'm sure they'll work through it. Maybe they even did towards the last episode of like uh, the current situation. Still got a planet full of uh, spice friends and big ones. Uh, most of the people like uh, oh, Planet Zipper also contacted Earth, said the president and the astronaut aren't to be listened to, but that they have a solution that's going to work. But also it's like, what's up with your ulterior motives? Uh and they said, don't worry, we'll figure it all out, but don't listen to the president and the astronaut. And the president and the astronaut, I mean, of course, they're human, so they have mixed motives, but most of their motives are, let's just, uh, let's work this out for everybody the best we can. Let's make the best choice we can uh, based on fairly pure motives uh, of love of um, doing what they feel is right uh, but not everybody sees it from their perspective either. Very, You know, this is a human story, as human as it gets. Even though there's a collective space beings and giant friends and non-friends, maybe. So that's it. That's where we are. And now our Hollywood announcer will set up the show. Uh, um, he drove here from Los Angeles. It's the day of the Super Bowl. So... I actually didn't even think about that. Uh, there's no way he could get home for the Super Bowl because it starts in three hours. And if he, you know, that's like 335 miles uh, to Antonio's home, I think. So I guess I'll be watching the Super Bowl with Antonio if he can manage not to make any noise while I record the episode. So, because uh, he's like, uh, he tries uh and, but, you know, I try to say, can you not, I don't understand what it is about you. I don't ask for much. I just ask you to drive here from Los Angeles for free to be uncredited, but, you know, have your, pre, you know, to use your charismatic presence to set up a series, uh, preferably not to use my bathroom, uh, may, unless after we record, 
or have any water, food, not win at any board games that we play after we record. During recording, stay is still, like, have total stillness. Uh, and, and then drive back to Los Angeles. Uh, not that I have any problem with him using my restroom. Well, I do. I mean, I don't think I talked about this. It's just... Uh, when someone that like like it's just hard for me to use a mirror where someone with like whose middle name is gravitas then how am i going to look myself in the mirror it is my issue i know but i say i don't know if i can use that mirror anymore after you've looked in it because the mirror is going to like see right through me and I, so this is an opportunity for growth it also brings me opportunity for growth on a regular basis so i couldn't do it without him and I mean, I guess I t- totally could, but, uh, I enjoy making a podcast so much more with him and it wouldn't have these growth opportunities to realize, uh, I got to find my own internal gravitas. Uh, 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 uh Mr. Here's Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you, Scooter. Uh, friends beyond the binaries, the ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, it's time for a spicy tale. With spiced friends, yeah, spicy. It's you do you do have uh, gravitas, uh, gravelly uh, gravitas, if you don't mind me saying. It's in the heart, old gravitas, not in the mind, not even actually in the heart. Uh, so you're just having a hiccup in your gravitas or hiccups. I, I was listening, <laughs> hiccups, yeah. Okay, that's Mr. Antonio Banderas, and uh, this is Spice Friends. Thanks, everybody. All right. Uh, uh, former President Smith recording, I guess, is how I'll refer to myself for the time being. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of time to process uh, everything, you know, and, uh, yeah, think about yeah, that I you know, I do trust you if you're listening to this, or I do trust uh, Astro, as uh, now I'm referring to you, and I trust you more so because of your because of your, your you know of everything we talked about, uh, and trying to you know those are my <laughs> feelings, and the world is in a place with strong feelings about us, uh, myself. Uh, an astro, as you, that's what the popular, they call me Prez with a Z, and it's not meant as a compliment, but I'll embrace it, uh, and sometimes they call me Princess Prez, uh, and they think it's funny, the commentators, and they comment on us, uh, but there's been a lot of debate going on since, uh, Planet Zipper has started to contact everyone, and they're sending out these one-way broadcasts, which is interesting because they must know that you know, I don't know, that we could communicate with them whenever we want uh, unless things have changed on Zipper and they're not uh, observing us at all times. Though I guess you don't know... Uh, that uh, one thing I was thinking about is like, okay, is it some sort of delayed thing? Which it probably is. So maybe they aren't exactly observing us. 
But, you know, they could, but it would also occur in real time if it was delayed, right? I don't know. I didn't, I, need, I can't think about that too much because that's a rabbit hole we don't need to go down. But Zipper has made it clear that they are our hope and that uh, Princess Perez and uh, Astro took us off uh, course. They even made shows about characters loosely based on us, uh, two folly-based characters, which is fine. Uh, but that their plan is, is still going to work, uh, that it just needed to, that we were the ones that kind of created this currency deal and the NFTs. And that's what took things off track was our behavior. And so they are talking about a plan now to, uh, that the, the toys are going to be again redistributed under their observation, uh, that everyone will have one toy that then they can turn in, you know, if the toy gets, if it's not usable, or they want something that is one toy per, per one toy one toy per world or whatever I don't know what they're saying is and again more programming and very similar while most of our team our production team has uh, opted out or been uh, besmirched by their association with uh, you know some of the team did uh, elect to be a part of this new solution or returning to the main track of the solution. Uh, but yeah, they're putting out more toys, more cereal, more shows, again, based on fairness and feelings and expression. But they've also left it open uh, as questions have come. They said, this is how, what you need to do. And we're in a waiting place, right? Uh, they said to just let the Astro and I do, you know, see if we will respond. And, you know, we've sought out some privacy and uh, with our production team. And we we're just kind of playing a waiting game. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm having trouble having full hope in this. I, 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 you know, Astro, I got trust in you now. And now the question of trust in me and what's next is, is I say, okay, all will be well, I'm, I'm out or said. And that's been one of my guiding, I guess it's funny when you talk about investing your hopes in toys or the stars, but it really has been a guiding star of mine that all will be well. And uh, so I'm waiting uh, to kind of see because... Uh, you know, not everyone has been going along with what Zipper's been asking. And uh, there's certain, you know, the, the NFTs are not being distributed evenly, even at this time. And Planet Zipper made it clear that, uh, and I guess that's where, I guess, the lull in communication, everything takes longer, which is probably good because it gives us time to process stuff. And you say, what is, is a lag in reaction and action? And that's not an easy place to exist in that lag, but it also could be that pause that people talk about. So I'm waiting to see what happens with this pause uh, and hoping to hear your thoughts uh, or that our thoughts are being, you know, that, that you're, you, this helps me and I know it helps you.
Uh, Astro here, Madam President. Uh, you might be comfortable with what they call you, Princess, Pres, President, Pres, Princess. Uh, I'm not, uh, you're Madam President to me. I don't even know if I like Madam, but it, uh, it like if it was just by itself, but it does, uh, to me, symbolize your authority in my deference to your leadership in, in a way that's, uh, like uh, that, I that I trust, and it's been a little while. I was listening to your recording, and we were waiting. And uh, it's clear some of the things I saw in Zipper are still at play, and maybe they've even learned more because, yeah, the NFTs were not were still being collected by certain certain uh, members of the Bontons, and the Bontons had made a few demands. Uh, certain portions of the Bontons, certain leadership groups within the Bontons. And uh, then Zipper said, okay, are you sure? Because uh, this, like, uh, we can't, they said they could, like, uh, they said the big ones aren't going to like that. Uh, this is the only plan that'll work. Again, they just reiterated to position and I don't know, like, if I was the only one that saw what was below that in the subtext or else. Uh, but they made it more sound. And I guess in some sense it could have been both because they was said, don't, please, uh, just listen to us. Uh, it was like, uh, don't do that uh, because the big ones are going to react and the Spice Friends may react. And they were right. And uh, uh, the big ones... Uh, returned, left parallel play, and uh, went to the places the toys were collected. Uh, and, um, you know, some of the Bantan leadership, uh, that was more which whose arms they considered strong. They're not leading anymore. Uh, and uh, it didn't take long, right? Uh and Zipper kind of said, see, please, please, uh, just see, just try our plan. Uh, you've seen what happens when you don't try or you barely try or you, because there was also not obvious uh, leaders with strong arms. There was also leaders that, uh, you know, were a little bit more subtle, uh, but with the same motives of r r like being right uh, or making the most of what they saw as an opportunity. And Zipper kind of reiterated. And again, they also, you know, sent uh, messaging to the groups working on the programming, which I don't necessarily have a negative view of. The programming is very good. It's still trying to teach children joy of song and dance. Uh, but I, you know, I have unease with it since uh, I'm not in charge of it, I guess is part of it. But it's like... Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, maybe I was operating from wrong motives too. But you said uh, we t we've talked, and, and and I guess we didn't record our personal inner conversations. But you know, you said, uh, "What are we? How are we going to deal with this?" Right uh, uh, now, it's clear zippers in control, and their plans rolling out, uh, and. Uh, we should, you know, have some resistance to it. And we're trying to, you're trying to d decide and, and we'll follow your lead of how strong do we resist, right? 
uh, because uh, as more and more information comes uh, in from Zipper, it's uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, so I guess I'll see what you say uh, as this next. You know, now that uh, the toys are being redistributed, and most uh, anyone in a leadership position that was going to resist, which makes me kind of think like, uh, I'm, I'll take any risk you want, Madam President, uh, but because uh, I know, as you say, all will be well. Uh, but it's also, you know, hard to just determine, you know, which, which way do we take all this? All right, this is Prez here. And uh, big ones have kind of made a little bit more, uh, mostly through the programming, and maybe I am reading in between the lines. Uh, but uh, they, they're kind of talking about this uh the big ones haven't retreated, right? The Spice Friends are kind of still inactive, and I don't quite understand that uh, or how the how Planet Zipper is doing that, and um, what we can do to to kind of awake the Spice Friends, or what should we do? As you said, will the big ones just know if we're pursuing active resistance? And what are we resisting exactly? Like zippers kind of uh, between the lines, if I'm interpreting what they're saying, they say, okay, now we're going to allow you to live in these beautiful, we love you and uh, we want you to live in the beautiful conditions you've been living in. But they'll just be, we want to help you make sure they're tolerable and you'll live with the big ones uh, in a tolerable way. But I know there's something below that when you see a big one, right? There's awe and other feelings there, especially when we know that. Uh, and they say, we can't let you, We you have to let us help you. Otherwise, uh, you know, the big ones will just roam around just like they did with the, these Bonton leaders uh, and using the recent events to prove their points. And also, you know, they must know... I guess, but no one would listen to Astro or I to say, well, they have an ulterior motive. No one's questioning that other than that they say they love us so much and uh, they've dealt with the big ones, but not that they need us, uh, that we're helping them. And then part of me is like, was it so wrong for us to help them? Is this what like uh, it was like when the times and uh, other cultures with these gods were these gods? Did, did, did is there some sort of part of recorded history that's missing, and this is happening again with feelings from another world being projected into our world, and giant uh, demigods and titans roaming the earth. Uh, uh, but the fact that they're doing it to preserve their way of life, uh, is that just some rebel in me? This is no, 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 no. We have to have our own destiny here. Uh, like, is there something I need to loosen in me? But right now it feels like I do need to resist. And so we're headed to kind of try to see what what's going on with the spice friends and, and to get them back moving and, and uh, and so that's our current plan is to reawaken the Spice Friends and build some resistance uh, through that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, who else? We'll see how it goes. 
Okay, Madam President, it's, uh, so, well, there's a few things since uh, your last message that uh, have become clear is that uh, most of Earth has embraced Zipper's plan, and they like the idea of uh, the programming is good. Uh, I guess programming sounds like something else, but it's just, uh, it is good. It's quality, and it's not, uh, if I didn't have these underlying feelings, uh, would I accept it more? If I didn't, you know, it's like I'm projecting just like uh, Planet Zipper is. I'm projecting what I know about Zipper and my feelings about that onto the programming. But the idea of this fairness and one toy, one world, uh, and using the toy. And, and again, some of the ideas we had, uh, you know, role-playing and all these things to, to, uh, to, to, to express your feelings. But also there is this undercurrent that we, I, I guess, it, no, it's not a, a matter of me mixing it up. It's that, uh, you're trying to 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 control feelings instead of like uh, express them and and then let them dissipate. It's uh, I don't know. It's something different. It's that uh, lowering the range of the feelings, not through expression. I don't know. Can you control feelings uh, or can you experience them? You know, it's never been tried on a global scale before. And again, for what motive? Uh, I guess it's one thing to moderate or to modulate your own feelings uh, uh, for your own well-being or learn those tools uh, to help you in self-care or care in interpersonal relationships. uh, But to do all that uh, in a way, but you're manipulating your feelings uh, for for some other motive or is it right uh or does it even matter at this point it doesn't matter because uh most people have embraced the plan and they say well what's the trade-off uh like the big ones running around or the big ones you know occasionally causing some chaos uh, that could be attributed to uh and they say well you should you know it's uh it's almost reminiscent of, uh, like, the big ones are like those uh, back before uh, your father uh, kind of, like, all, all those, uh, what are they called, like, medias of socialing or whatever that uh, you say, well, you, you know, you parked that way, and and now the big ones are doing that instead of, like, the social medias. Uh, you can't park... Uh, uh, and and, it, and 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 people are feeling empowered by the big ones when they say, "Oh well, that neon sign is too bright," uh, and the big one just uh, made it go bye bye. Like having that underlying looming. Uh, so we do have to take action, but unfortunately, so far our actions have been unsuccessful. You know, we've been working from the perspective of the big ones or the spice friends and the big ones respond to song and dance and feelings. And we've been trying to use our song and our dance and our feelings to get the to get the spice friends going. And they started stirring a little bit. Uh, uh, but at the same time, the big ones started stirring, too. And uh, instead of coming to where we were, which is kind of what we thought, and we were prepared for that, uh, 
So maybe the big one's coming. It's worth the risk, right? Do we have to stand up uh, for what we think might be right? And we're still trying to refine our plans. Uh, but the big ones, instead of stirring right now, uh, Spice friends, you know, they're moving around and they're aware of us and they're hearing the sounds, but it's like they're lackadaisical or something. And uh, most of the feelings are going into the big ones, maybe. I don't know, because there's no way to track any of this except by inference. But the big ones stir more and more, but they don't come here. So we're hoping to get them to come here. Uh, but it's uh, then we're like, okay, what well, they're walking around. Is that because of our behavior or some other behavior? So we're going to take a pause uh, for a while in our action and observe the big one's actions and the Spice Friends' actions and then see what happens. Okay, Prez here. Well, we took a pause and the Planet Zipper and uh, Planet Zippers, well, not even Planet Zipper anymore. Things have kind of, you know, as Earth has embraced the plan, uh, I don't think Zipper even needs to be involved anymore. They're just watching and watching me now, but it, on a delay, but it won't be a delay when it, anyway. So we took a break from our actions with the Spice Friends to see what the big ones would do, and the big ones rested or went back to, you know, only doing things when, uh, the you know, when, when uh, people's feelings got too strong or too self-based, uh, which says, wait, are they moving us towards a collective feeling by looming big ones? I don't know if that's necessarily true or if it's just we're still the outlet for their feelings. Uh, like uh, maybe this is the debate that had been going on there. Like instead of, uh, maybe they realize that they can't object all, all of their feeling into earth, uh, but that we're, we're their outlet for their feelings. They're projecting their feelings, uh, a little bit to dissipate them. And again, it's like, whoa, boy. Uh, and I guess the ego comes up. It's like, uh, do they really need to do that? Because they're not a human. They're not a mammal. Is that a, like, so who am I to say that's a, a, like, but I say, well, we have a boundary. We're Earth. Uh, well, you may need to do that. Uh, you're going to have to find somewhere else to do it or find a way on your planet to do it. But that ego has been, uh, I've been made well aware of that uh, failure of ours uh, because, uh, as soon as the pause came and it was clear that our actions were stirring up the big ones, the entire Earth, uh, which already had strong feelings about us, so the majority of Earth, uh, they got honest with us, uh, which was even harder. But we needed to hear it, I think, to move on, that our resistance plans had an impact on other people, that our need to be in control or my need to be in control was doing the opposite of Emma Otter. Uh, not, all was not well because of me, which was true, no matter what my motive was. Uh, like, uh, I had to change, we had to change our actions uh, and say, okay, well, you're right. Uh, we, we, and we, uh, we, I apologized, you apologized, and we said, you know, you don't have to, you know, we tried to make things right 
but it also went back to what, kind of where we are when I was trying to rebuild trust with you. It's like, okay, so we need to surrender and have a hope that all will be well. I was trying to make everything well instead of trusting. How are we get, if we surrender and give up uh, resisting, uh, like, like for the time being, I'm not saying, you know, if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen some other action zipper. But, uh, you know, where, uh, where do I find my feelings and my hope and uh, the next thing to do? And it's like, okay, hope and surrender seem to be the, what we, we're being called to do right now. And so we're pitching the world with the show, leaning into also their feelings about Astro and I. And uh, also there's something else happening as this plan has been kind of going on and, and time is passing uh, that I think something else is at play. Uh, uh, but we'll see. So we're going to work on a new show that leans into all of this uh, and we'll see how it goes. And our team is strong. You know, we have a bond. We ha- we're, we're going back to our roots uh but also giving in at the same, not giving up, but giving, giving uh, some space or something. Okay, Madam President, the show, I guess we haven't recorded. It's been a while. Uh, so we started a cooking show. I guess this is Astro here. Uh, like uh, a cooking show for people to come on. And uh, who had strong negative feelings about uh, President the President I, uh, because uh, it's called President Astro, President Astro Cooking Show. And uh, for spicy feelings about us, and it's a very popular show. It was hard, and luckily have a whole team, because it quickly became a parody of itself. Uh, but we've been able to evolve from there. You know, where people come out and cook spicy dishes or we cook with them or we have a chef. Uh, and it finds out majority of Earth had very strong negative feelings about the president and I. And uh, that they could express them on the show and we could accept their feelings and we could put it into the food. And then we could eat, eat a meal together afterwards and with other guests that maybe didn't make it on the show but shared those feelings or family members and those kind of things. But we've been doing it now for quite a while. It's been a while since I recorded this and the show had gotten more and more popular. Zipper did not seem to react because it was clear that we were had surrendered, right? Uh, we weren't resisting Zipper anymore. We weren't resisting people's feelings about us. Uh, we were simply acknowledging it and, and actually letting them express it. Uh, but we, we noticed, uh, and now it's become beyond noticeable uh, over time, is, uh, is uh, the, the feelings got less and less spicy. Uh, and then we tried other things or other flavors or citrusy or, you know, we tried sweet, savory. And this reflects in the overall pattern on Earth, which leads us to where we are now. Like the flavors got weaker and weaker and weaker. And people's interest in strong flavors uh, 
And again, we couldn't resist that. We, we could, we had to surrender. People said, this is too strong. And it happened so subtly week after week, after week, after week, show after show, after show, it was like, okay, let's just, uh, let's, let's keep saying yes. Or, huh, what is it? Uh, and <laughs> this was reflective of a, a broader thing on earth that, uh, it wasn't about the weather, but I'm going to talk about the weather. Like a pet on a hot day is how things have gotten emotionally on the earth. Uh, like uh, something about this mechanism and, and, and uh, something about that and, and keeping things. Again, I don't understand any of it, uh, but uh, whatever Zipper's plan is over time has dulled things uh, I don't, yeah, I mean, uh, made the people lackadaisical. The cooking is just, again, another related expression of that. Just like the pet is a metaphor, lying around on a hot day, or like a human being without air conditioning, right? Uh, or going through some strong feelings. Uh, or the lack of feeling is that it's just a, like, and uh, we got to the show, but we... Also, never winked, right? Like we we just went with it, right? So people wanted to make mush or mash, or uh, or they just want to sit around and talk about water. <laughs> and I don't know why the we're able to keep some distance from it, but uh, we have been mash, mush, meal. And we even tried to book guests that were the most, uh, like, uh, that refused to come on the show before. Uh, And the the other thing is the show's never been more popular. It's grown in popularity, and the content has been, I don't know, like, uh, I said, what is happening uh, with, uh, with this lackadaisical, but it's obvious what's happening, right, Uh, to the president and I. But we said, well, what is it, uh, like, how, what do we do? So we're trying to process that. We've said yes, we've surrendered, and Earth has kind of surrendered in a sense. Uh, in a sense, you know, for what we, people were made the best decision they could at the time, and, and probably the correct decision. But decisions aren't forever, right? Uh, we, we make it, it's like, uh, just like the show has changed, it's led us to this point, uh, to near a decision point or a curiosity point, uh, as you talk about, Madam President. Uh, and so it's like, uh, okay, what's next? Uh, because it's like, oh, wait, even though we've surrendered, like being in control of the outcome, we haven't surrendered part period, end of story, right? All will be well. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's, uh, waiting and discerning and, and, uh, and trying to find what action do we take if we have a choice here. Uh, so I'm, and I'm trusting that, uh, like you say, together, you, I, and the entire team, you know, even though we're the only ones recording it, it's the entire team that's helping us make these choices. Press here, uh. And, uh, so it was interesting, uh, 
we made a choice and uh, to see what would happen because we said, okay, well, we, you know, we, 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 we kept coming up with lists of ideas. We said, okay, well, let's just keep coming up with lists of ideas. And even some of the staff, uh, though they had been engaged, the, the hot summer day thing was uh, affecting even them. But we said, let's just keep listing ideas and ideas and ideas of uh, if we want to change direction in the show, where do we go? And what do we do? And I and, I and Astro, you were coming up with lists two separately. Like, uh, and like that's when you came back to me and said, you, you trust me, right? Uh, I told you my story and you trust me. And I said, yeah. And I said, yes, yes, yes. Uh, you told you, and, and then you said, yeah, this is what got us here. You trusted me. And I trusted you to tell you. And so we told you, you told the staff your story, and then the ideas started to flow again. We would have you as a guest on the show instead of on a ho- as a host. Uh, our show's at peak popularity. Almost everyone was watching the show at some point, uh, which was inexplicable. And again, we we decided not to go too aggressive. Like you could be a guest again, but to just kind of talk about your ex- like what happened in a general way. And on plan on your trip to Planet Zipper and on Planet Zipper, and your return, but uh, like uh, kind of saying yes too to Zipper's plan, and uh, it seems to have, to plant the seed, I guess, uh, and so you came on the show, and we talked about it, and we talked about, um, you know, your favorite foods, but again, making it where we where the show was, we just made, uh, instead of uh, making pizza, we just made a crust, <laughs> which uh, just makes me laugh because we took it seriously. We rehearsed it, uh, and we had been through it with so many other guests, uh, but never, let's have, well, my favorite food was pizza. Let's just make a pizza crust. Uh, We'll even, I guess all you need to do is pear bake it. But that's when you express the one thing we felt like Earth didn't know. And that they only needed to know as a seed is that uh, there's uh, one more motive for zippers that they need us. Uh, and that you even said it like, I'm not even sure how to feel about helping them as a person. We're talking about feelings and your feelings towards me. And in an honest way, you're saying, well, yeah, like, uh, but I'm supposed to help uh, like uh, by just giving in to this plan and letting the big ones exist and making a show to help moderate feelings. Uh, like we're helping Planet Zipper because they have to have us. We have to do this for them. And and it's different than human to human because, uh, like, it's one thing to help another human being uh, where it's uh, kind of... Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, we, we do need to help one another. 
and we need to get help as people. And in some sense, even like, uh, but it's different when it's a planet, uh, kind of, uh, where, 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 uh, it's like, or, or the big one will run around. Also, we didn't tell you that that's why, uh, so you talked about how complicated the feelings are because you said, well, what is it really that different than helping another person, helping a planet? I'm confused. And this was a real discussion and I had real feelings about it too, real feelings of confusion and about how our egos and our choices had impacted others and how there wasn't a neat answer and actually that it was just a stirred up complicated feelings uh, saying, well, can we say yes to helping Zipper? You know, maybe feeling uh, strong feelings isn't necessary as a human being. Maybe Zipper's right. That was the weakest point uh, because you were honest. You said, I don't, but I don't think I can accept that. I want my strong feelings back. Is that so wrong? I don't want to be dominated by my strong feelings. I can see... Where there is sense of the back with the spice friends and the big ones, but it's like the idea of uh, can't is there and you know just kind of you almost not even being able to speak uh, rah 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 like you say. I don't know what the choice is, uh, and once that seed was planted. Uh, Again, we kept having guests on, and then that's all they could talk about. And the and the the food started to change, and got more and more spicy. But it was quickly apparent that uh, the big ones. But first, I don't think Zipper knew. Uh, again, they couldn't see the slow progression, the slow growth of that plant as the roots took hold and said, "Wait a second. Uh, and, and more of like, not again, a lot of the sentiment has been anti-zipper at this point. And trying to say, whoa, 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 we're trying to say, okay, those are feelings, though. And the feelings about the big ones and the spite, why aren't the Spice Friends doing anything? But what's been interesting is this other idea that came out of it, which is like, uh, what we're doing next is saying, you know, as the big ones have become more and more spicy, or as the shows become more and more spicy, the big ones are stirring, but they're confused too, because they're not causing chaos. They're just kind of, uh, I don't know. And I said, well, what if we bring our show on location, just like they did back in the day? We started having the guests right there. The feelings right there in front of the Spice Friends, what would happen? And that slowly, it seems like the big ones are headed. You know, we did it out in the middle of nowhere, out in uh, one of the great uh, places where there's, you know, it's very arid. I mean, that's where the, some of the Spice Friends were resting, not populated, in, you know, playing or whatever they've been doing for a long time now, uh, and the Spice Friends in, uh, are stirring and the big ones are coming. I know they're coming. And I don't know what's next. Uh, and I don't know, is there a way we could find to work together with Zipper and the Spice Friends of the big ones or not? Uh, but I know it feels good to me moving out of this uh, funk the Earth was in and moving somewhere 
again, it's like we're flowing with the stream. We were fighting upstream, and, and that didn't work. Uh, but flailing about didn't work either. But uh, being here and deliberately going with the flow, but keeping one another, you know, uh, we're going somewhere. We're just not totally in control. We don't know where we're, you know, it's like, uh, just like Emma Otter said when I was a child and I read those books and saw those films, all will be well. She never said what would be well. So, again, we're going to rest, we're going to trust, and we're going to keep at this. And I know soon we'll be here filming our cooking show on location with the Spice Friends and hopefully the big ones as guests or even an idea that came up with that Astro, you came up with this, uh, what about some sort of feelings buffet for all of them? Like uh, for the feelings are bringing them here, what's next? I don't know, but I do know I can trust right now that we'll do our best and that all will be well. So thanks uh, for listening and uh, look forward to working together to to help one another through that. Thanks.